You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 114 with Ray Metz. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, Men of Abundance? I have been completely offline and out of the net for the last two weeks, basically. Now, I know a few of you may know what's going on because some of you do follow what I do, and you know I was interviewed by Scott Mulvaney on Live the Fuel podcast, and I posted that on my Facebook and Instagram and a couple other platforms out there, and I talked about what I had going on over the last couple weeks. And that was actually the very first time that I had talked about what was coming up because at the time of the interview, it was pre the last couple of weeks. It was kind of rolling into it, the, the, the decision-making process, if you will. We were still deciding on what we were going to do and we pulled the trigger. We did what we were going to do and it's very personal and it was not an easy decision to make under the circumstances, but it was the best thing to do for our family at this point in time. And I will get more into that in the private Facebook group. I'm going to be talking a little bit about that in the private Facebook group. I'm not going to talk much about it here. You can get an idea of what I'm talking about in the episode that I was interviewed on Live the Fuel. So I will have that linked up in the show notes. I'm not going to get into all that right now. Just know I'm glad to be back. I'm excited to start sharing these amazing conversations with you. And we have one that I'm going to share with you today with Ray Matz. Amazing conversation. But for the coming weeks, I'm going to have a little bit more time on my hands. So I'm going to be sharing with you two interview conversations each week, along with my Pay It Forward Aloha Friday that I will be sharing with you, obviously, every Friday. And then for those of you who really enjoy watching my Facebook Live videos, I know some of you have been contacting me, asking me where I have been and why I'm not doing Facebook Live videos anymore. Now you kind of know why, but you're going to have to go get in the private Facebook group to find out a little bit more. But I will start doing those Facebook Live videos again. I will be doing them primarily on Saturday. And since I no longer live on the beach, spoiler alert, you can learn more about that and why that is in the private Facebook group when you go join the private Facebook group. Uh, Ladies, I'm sorry, that's for men only. And, you know, I'm now living up in the mountains in Manoa on the island of Oahu. So my Facebook videos may be on the trails up here in Manoa or they may be down on the beaches of Waikiki or who knows where they're going to be. Just uh, tune in, get the message and enjoy the scenery either way. Now, last I checked, I'm at just over 17,000 downloads coming up on 20,000 downloads rather quickly, actually. And that is all because of those of you who have shared Men of Abundance, have subscribed and left a rating and review. For those of you who have not and you've been listening for a little while, shame on you. But it is really important and greatly appreciated for you to, one, subscribe to Men of Abundance and leave a rating and review so others can find this show in the iTunes search engine and for you to share Men of Abundance with everyone you come in contact with because we are quite simply having some amazing conversations here that I know other people are looking for. 
And it is so easy for you to do that. You can go right on your podcast player, especially if you have an iPhone. Click on your podcast player, click on the little three buttons up there, and you can share right there from the app. You can either share on your messenger, share on an email, copy the link, share it wherever you want. And while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe to Men of Abundance and leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Now, let's bring out our future guest. Today, we're talking with Ray... Razor Matz Jr. He is an energetic, kind-hearted, and passionate leader in his community and home. He is a devoted husband, a fun-loving father of three children, a successful business owner, and a dedicated children's minister in Fernandina, Fernandina Beach. I hope I get that right. Ray is a three-time world champion with Team USA and a professional roller hockey player. His hockey career gave him the opportunity to be the head instructor at Team USA Clinics. That is very impressive to me. For over 20 plus years, Ray has been motivating and encouraging kids and adults all over the world. And you can find out so much more about Ray by visiting his website, GameChangingDads.com. You can also check him out on Facebook and I'll have that link and all others linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com forward slash 114. Without further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Mr. Ray Metz. Ray, welcome to Men of Abundance. How are you doing today, man? Wally, I'm doing fantastic. Excellent. Where are you at in the world? Uh, we are located in Fernandina Beach, Florida, right above Jacksonville and right below Georgia. Okay, we are going to be talking <laughs> a little bit more after the show because as we were talking before we started the show, I've been out here in Hawaii quite some time and, uh, you know, no no promises to anybody, but uh, my wife's got friend, a high school friend that lives down in uh, Florida, down in the kind of the Tampa area, um, Clearwater more specifically. And we just love it down there, but we always thought if we ever leave Hawaii, it'll probably be Florida just because we, we just love this year-round beautiful warm weather. It, it is incredible. We've been down here for two years, came down from Pennsylvania, and we absolutely love it. What got you there from Pennsylvania? Let's see. Going back 10 years, actually 11 years, I uh, met my wife through a mutual friend, crazy story there, and uh, her her goal was to get to the beach. At that time, I was running a company up in Pennsylvania, and uh, within six to eight months, we were engaged, married, and at that time, I was 38 years old, and it took me 38 years to find my bride. And she said to me that first conversation, out to eat, my goal is the beach. Not knowing how what that looked like and how that was going to go, but we actually migrated uh, south down to North Carolina for eight years, had a couple kids, and then uh, Fernandina Beach for two years that my wife actually Googled, and we came down here sight unseen, island unseen, Amelia Island, and we just literally picked up three kids under 10 and rolled down to Florida. That's a pretty crazy move. That is what I'm talking about. I love that. I absolutely love hearing those stories, man. I really do. And we're going to get more into that. Before we get too much into the show, I really like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. And I know you've got a lot to be grateful for today. So what do you have to be grateful for today? Absolutely. I I would go back, going back to my wife and my family, my kids, just incredible. At 35 years old, having a conversation with my mom and she's like, listen, you know, you're, you're 35 years old. Like what is up? 
I was like, I, I, I can't pull this wife thing off. I mean, I met some great, great ladies. And three years later, I mean, God blessed me with just an awesome wife, three beautiful kids a couple years after that. And uh, man, just and I kind of gave up the whole dream deal at 35 thinking like, OK, I'm kind of out of the game. I'm getting a little older. People are going to look at me going, man, what's your issue? You're 35, not married. But all of a sudden, 38 years old, game on, beautiful family. And like I said, three kids under 10. You know, they always say you find the most, you you know, you find things when you're not looking for them. You know, like in this case, I'm referencing maybe, I don't know, uh, a booklet you were looking for, a book or whatever. You weren't, you were looking hard for it, can't find it, quit looking for it, you find it. And something similar happened to me, actually, and I just thought about this really when you were saying that, is I was young, I was still, I was in my very early 20s, and I had a very exciting um life let me put it that way uh growing up you know joining the army going to panama spending a couple years there and quite frankly when i found my wife and my wife was introduced to me we were a blind date in fact the late the um high school friend that i was talking about earlier in florida her and um a friend her and her boyfriend at the time who was my next door neighbor in the barracks introduced us and i had that attitude i'm not looking for anybody to be serious with i'm really just wanting to just you know enjoy the time and that was the best I think that's the best way to find the people that you're looking for absolutely and at the time I was I was actually invited to be in a wedding party didn't really know this kind of acquaintance too much and I, I almost brought at that time my girlfriend at the time because I literally didn't know anyone in this wedding party so I was like, let me just show up. I'll, I'll just kind of go to the rehearsal, just see what's up. And literally the, the gal that I walked down the aisle with during the rehearsal was my wife a couple months later, which is crazy. But yeah, sometimes you don't look and boom, you get hit over the head, which is awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. I love that. I love how that worked out. So let's get a little bit more into that. You know, before we got started with the show, we talked a little bit about what you do. And that's not necessarily who you are. So we would really like to get to know here here at Men of Abundance, we like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So let's get to know Ray just a little bit more. Can you tell us a little bit more than, uh, personal stuff about yourself? Absolutely. Um, very non-educated. Uh, grew up in Philadelphia. Uh, grew up in the hood. So at a very early age, I know they call it bullying nowadays, but you know I wasn't bullied. We used to call it mugging and getting jumped. Literally came from a row home for, I guess we were there on there for 12 years, my first 12 years of life. But just, I mean, rough neighborhood, rough area, you know, watch my parents struggle through just finances and, and just everything else. And it was just kind of at that time, you know, watching my father, non-educated, I think his his total education was maybe ninth grade. My mom got her GED when she was 62. But at 45 years old, he started his own company. So at that, that point, that was a, a great turning point for myself because knowing my dad's background and all of a sudden he's an entrepreneur. So in my probably 18, 18, 19 years old, got out of high school, happiest day of my life, wasn't a big school fan, I'm not downplaying school. If you got it, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I chose to be an entrepreneur and just at you know, 18, 19, my parents always encouraged me to do your own thing. Don't worry about everybody else. And uh, I think 18, going into 19, started my own company, 
Ran that company for almost 17, 18 years, 34, 35 years old, was able to sell that, had a bunch of real estate, started accumulating real estate at about 30 years old, uh, Las Vegas, uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, and a bunch of rentals up in Pennsylvania. Uh, to kind of get you up to par, once again, I met my awesome wife at 38 years old. We are 10 years and two days apart. So to get us down to Fernandina Beach, she was the younger, kind of crazy, hey, let's just pick up a U-Haul and go. Uh, currently, I run a, a vending company that I started nine years ago, and I just got into podcasting going back five months ago. And from there, I decided to get into coaching and running mastermind groups. And my background also, I have a crazy crazy hockey experience from Canada to travel and all over the world, which man was such a blessing. Had an opportunity to play on Team USA at 27 years old uh, for the uh, national roller hockey team, which was awesome. Uh, from that experience, I just decided, I, I've been coaching business people for years, but didn't really know that I could put a business together, if that makes sense. I always had friends coming. I just had advice. If, if I couldn't get them the right advice, I would find advice through books or you know whatever I, that, that was, was out there and um, just kind of roll from there. Yeah, so really just kind of learn as you go type of thing. Uh, correct. And like I say, with my, you know, my wife is a great encourager. My parents were always super supportive and, uh, you know, it was never, well, you have to go to school for this and that. It was just like, hey, start your own company and do your own thing. And, uh, you know, my father told me something at a pretty young age. I was probably maybe 17, 18. And he said he would rather mess up than miss out. And that was him starting his own business. That didn't really sink in until my 30s and 40s where he had opportunities to buy buy real estate, get in other businesses, you know, he, he could mess up a business, he can go in and clean things up, but he didn't want to miss out on the opportunity of, you know, having, uh, you know, that, that cash flow or having that business experience. Right, yeah, wow. Pretty full, man. I mean, you really, your early days, very early days, are much like mine and growing up in a rough environment. And I was kind of chuckling to myself, thinking about what you said about how, it used to not be called bullying. I just straight out got jumped because of the environment that I was in. Long hair, long blonde hair, white boy in a you know predominantly Hispanic neighborhood. Um, it was just part of my average week, you know. That's why I was so fast. When, by the time I got to high school, I made the varsity track team as a freshman because <laughs> well, I knew just... when, I knew when to, I knew when to fight and I knew when to run. Absolutely. And I could skate really fast too. My first year freshman, I made the varsity hockey team. So go figure. Look at that. Right. Check it out. So, and you're being pretty humble on that part as well too, because you were a three-time world champion with Team USA and professional uh, hockey player, uh, or roller hockey player. That's pretty amazing. It, it was. It was some one of these things where, you know, my childhood dreams playing in the streets of Philadelphia at a young age was, you know, we had the Philadelphia Flyers. They won a Stanley Cup in 74, 75. And man, we were just like, hey, you know, we're so-and-so from the Flyers. And, you know, we just won a Stanley Cup. So th that dream right there started there. I continued it up to Canada for a year. And then unfortunately, I just, I'm looking at the Canadian kids. They're coming in at, you know, 16, 17 years old, 200, 225. I mean, just monsters. I was this wow. little skinny hood guy from Philly and I was just looking at these guys going, hey, man, God bless you. I'm, I'm out of here. And that's when I got back, you know, started my own company, 
fast forward 10 years, had a buddy of mine that was playing roller hockey in high school, and he said, Ray, man, called me up out of the blue. And he said, you know, 26, 27 years old, he said, hey, we're traveling. They have a lot of national tournaments. They're going to have tryouts for this Team USA. You had a great ice hockey background. He said, you, you should maybe switch over and try to play. And from that point on, I never looked back at ice hockey and had a great opportunity and was able to uh, meet up with a buddy of mine after the three years of a uh, world champion. And we did uh, something called Team USA Clinic. So we traveled all over the uh, world and just taught kids and adults and uh, coaches, which was awesome. Yeah, that is pretty cool. It's funny we're having this conversation about the roller hockey, too, because literally this week, this last week, um, my neighbor lives, did, uh, lives across the street from me. He is part of a roller hockey club and he's on three different teams actually down here and uh just down the street from my house that i didn't even know existed so he and him and his son have been out there uh on a couple teams and they've invited me and my boys out to go and i used to roll you know inline skate quite often i started ice skating many many years ago because i lived next to a skate ice skating rink and then got into roller skating you know on the 80s <laughs> I used to go every single Friday and Saturday night roller skating and close the place down then when inline came out man I was like oh this is perfect I dig inline skate so we're actually considering going out there and getting into it I've never played hockey other than street hockey uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. it it's great where you know when I was first introduced and all my training you know the guy was like hey well keep in mind you know you don't need a sheet of ice you just need a, you know, a good blacktop or some, you know, some cement or a, just a street. And all my training when I lived in Philly for the Team USA, I had six months to train to try out for this team, was literally in a, uh, you know, a strip mall parking lot from nine, nine p.m. after work to about midnight. So I was getting three hours in. But yeah, you can. I mean, we, I, I literally can look out front right now. So when we moved down here, there's no rinks. They had a small rink right by the beach that we actually had the city come in and redo for us. So we actually, it's a nonprofit. We work off a donation. We have probably about 60 or 70 from probably five years old all the way up to 65 years old to come out and skate. And it's incredible. You can do it in any weather. You can do it in the middle of the street. It doesn't matter with the inlines. Really cool. Yeah, I dig it. And it's a lot of fun, absolutely. And getting the team, getting the guys together and getting those teams together, a lot of fun. So, you know, all the stuff that you've done, I know you started out as an entrepreneur. That's a pretty tough industry to be in, without a doubt, I know personally. And then everything else that you've done, I know along the way you've had several kick-in-the-gut moments. I'd love for you to share one of those stories with us and really make us feel it. Uh, kick-in-the-gut. So, we let's, let's rewind to 2007, 2008. When I got involved in Las Vegas, probably 2000, 2001, went out, that, went out there for a seminar. I think it was um, in regarding bankruptcies and foreclosures. Well, long story short, met a gal out there. She's like, listen, the industry's booming right now. The areas are just going up. By the time you know you, you put a down payment on a property, you know, you're talking 10, 20, 30% in certain areas every couple months. And she says, why don't you just do this? You know, if, you, if you have some cash, put some deposits down. That's literally how I got started in Vegas. Now, by 2005, 2006, I'm a big Robert Kiyosaki fan. And he says in one of his newsletters, if the average person is making money in a particular industry, it's time to bail. 
So I'm hearing all my friends around 2004 to say, hey, we're going out in Vegas. You know, I just made 20, 30 grand. You know, I held onto a property and, you know, by the time it was built out, it was up X amount of dollars. And, you know, we flipped it and got into another property. It was crazy. So Robert Kiyosaki said it, even though, you know, he uh, right around the tech bubble in 99, he was another guy say, hey, all the, all the day traders is going to go away. Trust me. And that's when the whole, you know, the whole uh, dot com bubble crashed. So I'm in real estate 2005, 2006, just getting re ready to get married. I started liquidating. Unfortunately, liquidating, getting into bigger projects, bigger projects. I mean, from, you know, two to three hundred thousand dollar homes to a million, million and a half condos, went down to Biloxi, Mississippi, bunch right after Katrina, bunch of down uh, down payments down there and deposits. And literally, you know, when everything froze up in 2008, I have a one year old. We I just got out of Philly. We went down to North Carolina and it was Ray, 39, 40 years old. Like literally from like, okay, I'm going to be a stay-at-home father. It's going to be awesome. We got cash flow to everything started going upside down way too quick. So I wasn't making business decisions. I was married now. So this is all brand new to me with a one-year-old, year and a half, two years in. And emotional decisions, you know, hey, let's just cash out of everything. We'll have enough cash and, you know, we can survive for a year or two. In my head, that only lasted a couple months. So literally at 40 years old, starting fresh, and this is going back 10 years. I just turned 50 in February, but going back 10 years ago, man, just fresh slate. And I'm literally sitting in North Carolina, new home we purchased. Uh, I'm taking out home equity lines on the property to pay off upside down properties you know, emotional decisions because I wanted to be home with, you know, with my daughter at that time who was one. Unbelievable. <laughs> and it was just, I'm digging, I'm digging. I, I, you know, calling friends up, start networking. I'm like, you know, talking to God, okay, do I get a job? I do, do I start another business? And just crazy time. I mean, I, I look back not regretting anything. Of course, there were some decisions. Yeah, I, I probably switched some things up. But number one, I'm glad I was out there and I was in the middle of all that awesomeness early on, but then the chaos 2008 and beyond. I'm glad I took the step. It was great. I mean, my wife, we're just flying out to Vegas, checking stuff out. She's like, man, this is great. Well, then when things started going the other way, she's like, man, you just we just lost X amount. We just lost another chunk and builders are going out of business. But to start over at 40 years old was a massive kick in the butt. I think I just I, I just kind of, you know, tail between my legs, walked away for a day or so. But I knew, been there, done that several times, not, not to that height and that extent, especially when it comes to money. But it was just, hey, it's time. I, I'm looking at a family now, different scenario when I was single. But I'm looking at a family. I, I like I said, I keeled keeled over and died for a day, and then I'm like, all right, man, what what's next? What's the next adventure? Where are we going? Where are we finding the cash flow from? Yeah, that's extremely extremely resilient on your part because that time frame, Lord, you know that type of stress is detrimental to your health. Um, I've known people that have lost their hair. I mean, literally hair just falling, women, hair just falling out from that level mm. of stress. And quite frankly, you know, Ray, you, you, you 
you're way above so many other men in that and showing the resilience in that because some guys just didn't make it through that. They literally lost their lives uh, during that Absolutely. time frame. And it's just sad to see. Uh, you know, I love to see the guys that are going out there and doing those amazing things, but there's a lot of lessons to be learned here. One that I get anyway is the old adage of don't have all your eggs in one basket, um, which you obviously did and many people did because, it, heck, let's just look at it. It was lucrative and yeah. it just made sense at the time, but we never, ever know where the market's going to go. We never know what's going to happen to the business that we work for. Because this doesn't just happen to entrepreneurs. It happens to hundreds and hundreds of thousands of employees that don't have some sort of a side hustle. They don't have their their you know their their resources evenly distributed, just in case type of thing. You know, so I just commend you on coming through all of that, and thanks for sharing that with us. By the way. Absolutely, I, I appreciate it. And the reason for you know the game changing dads and a company started last year you know my 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 just my heart and my background it was always in hockey just loved it my parents supported that but i mean think about it like you said a lot of folks you know just literally just barely made it through or still you know maybe never invested a dime after that after that time but you know going back to people's sports backgrounds i mean seriously i mean did we win every single game you know you know that's why, you know, to be a game-changing dad, I mean, you're going to get hit. I mean, I, I got all my teeth knocked out when I was 31 years old. Not happy about it, but I, I got up and played the rest of the game, and I played the rest of the season. And all of a sudden, you know, we think we get into business and going, oh, man, it's just going to be, like, awesome. It's going to be great. Sometimes it is, but you're also going to get your teeth knocked out, and it's the guy that's going to lay in the corner. I mean, I promote when, I, when, I, when I'm skating with my kids out here. If they fall – Boom, you got a second. Right back up on your skates. You'll feel it maybe tomorrow, but let's not feel it now. Let's get on the skates again. Very similar to investing too, where a lot of guys just kind of just laid in the corner and just like, oh man, what happened? But you need to get up and keep going. Life's too short to to sit in a corner. Agreed, 100%. So you mentioned game-changing dads. And when I first saw that that's what you were working on and that's what you had going on, I didn't really have to see too much more after that to make a decision to having you on the show and having this conversation because I just love the title. It just says it all. But then when I looked into everything else that you have going on, it was a no-brainer to have you on and have this conversation. So let's talk about Game Changing Dads. Where did that come about and what are you doing? It came about probably 40 years ago, believe it or not. Didn't have the cool name, didn't have the cool uh, website. My father, I love my father. He was the money maker. He was the breadwinner. He was out there, like you just said. He was in the mix. He was hustling. He was doing whatever he had to do. Now, when it came to owning his own business, I mean, just seven days a week for, I want to say, 18 years of business, no vacations. My mom still talks about this. Almost 18 years until business got bad and he was in his mid 60s, he had to sell it. But literally, I missed my dad. Had a great relationship with my mom, relationship with my dad. I would stay up late on Friday nights and have pizza with him at 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Or maybe Sunday after his every other Sunday off, you know, maybe we'd get together for a little bit. But 
to this day, the relationship's not there. Literally, I can call him on the phone. They're still alive up in Pennsylvania and just rocking it in their 80s. But I can give him a call. Hey, Dad, yo, what's going on? He was so in the work mode where to build relationships just wasn't there, which is very sad on my part. But I would call, hey, Dad, what's going on? Just, hey, things are good. Here's your mom. He would always mm. pass me into my mind, which to this day, dry. and every once in a while, I'll kind of pry, ask him some questions because I, I, I want to get something from him. He's my dad, you know? Mm-hmm. So growing up in that environment, my goal was to be an entrepreneur, not to be self-employed. So my first company, self-employed, landscaping, you know, Robert Kiyosaki Quadrant, you know, employees, self-employed. I mean, you're just running, running, running. There's no business. There's no uh, there's no systems. I mean, you are the system. And I remember about 27, 28, 29 years old in my landscaping going, this is like insane. Like, how am I supposed to have a family and enjoy my family? And I'm working just like my dad. I followed exactly, I followed in his footsteps perfectly. Got into real estate through Robert Kiyosaki, start learning about real estate, passive income, residual income businesses, had it all set up. And like I said, with the whole 2008 crash, but coming back to game changing dads, you know, I don't want dads, fathers, husbands to miss whether it's kids, whether it's their wife, whether it's a relationship. Because that's the most important. I mean, we, we can, we can, I mean, as men, if you're tough, you can go out there and you can figure out how to make the money. But when you have a one-year-old, a two-year-old, you'll never see those first steps again. You'll never see that first training wheels are off. Here I go down the street on a bike. I've been there for all three of the kids. It has been awesome. And I see a lot of guys, whether it's their chase of money, corporate success, running up the ladder. I try to tell my folks in my mastermind, man, you don't want to miss that. You got to figure out the balance. You got to figure out the time stuff and dialed in to the family. 100% absolutely agree. And I commend you for doing that. You know, my background being military, my first two boys, especially my first one, I came back from deployments and on three different occasions because they were so rapid at that time, you know, two, three months here and there, he wouldn't even know who I was. Now, they come mm. around and they, you know, they, they warm up to you really quick, but he wouldn't, if I was walking down the street, he wouldn't have been able to tell you who I was at that, at that very, very young age. So, obviously, I missed a lot from my first two boys. My third one, he's seven, and, you know, I, 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 he was born two weeks later, I was in Iraq, and I saw his first steps on Skype which was cool because the technology was there. I didn't have the technology at all for the other boys, and I was in locations where I didn't even have Internet for that matter. But I totally commend you on that. And, I, you know, you take it to – and I just bring that up because I want to make everybody aware that there's so many different vocations out there that take men and women away from their families for extended periods of time, truck drivers, you know, airplane pilots, even doctors. I've worked around doctors my entire adult life, and some of these guys are – you know, 16-hour days is just unbelievable. Um, their families are living the lifestyle, but they're just not getting a chance to experience it. So I really, really love what you're doing in encouraging husbands and fathers to lead, love, and the key word here is live, to actually live their life as opposed to living their vocation. Now, I'm not here to, I'm not, I'm never going to knock anybody for their decisions, some people just absolutely love the hustle 
and we can bring up many names of people that we know that just absolutely live for the hustle. But I don't see their personal lives, so I can't see how much time they spend do spend with their families and their, their relationship. For me personally, I just know that where I'm at in life, I just know that I need to do the things that I do, do my side hustle, but still make sure that I have the time to spend with my family and with my wife. Mm, that's good. And and with your background, to commend you, because you know, me growing up in an area, I, I did, you know, my none of my family was ever military until I married my wife, uh, my father-in-law, big army guy back in the day, and just I, you know, he shares a lot of his stories. Until that time, I really didn't have, I, you know, fight. Yeah, I mean, you see it on the news, fighting for. I, I get it, but now I appreciate your service. I mean, you just, it's finding that true balance and like, you know, coming back where I see dads would come back and just boom, corporate right away. But, you know, maybe take a couple months off, you know, when they come back from fighting and just say, hey, it's time for the family and just get that true balance. Yeah. And it's really hard to come back and do that integration and whatnot. So with everything that you have going on with um, Game Changing Dads, I would love for you to share any good news stories that you have that's either affected your family or other families that you've been in contact with. Absolutely. Uh, you know, our our mastermind groups are based off accountability and action. Now, accountability can be pretty tricky, especially when you get a bunch of guys together. I, I only work with guys um, I, I would love to work with women because, you know, the walls come down a lot quicker. Yes. Uh, I, I think. I know my wife is just great no, like that. And, right. she's, and, and she's taught me a lot. But until until the walls kind of come down, you know, and they get transparent, they get real, they, you know, they can bring some heavy subjects to the mastermind. That's when we can put an action plan together. I mean, we, for instance, we had a fellow couple months ago came into the group brand new and he just you know he's, he's got a young daughter and he's just you know very unmotivated and we just we couldn't pinpoint it and then we got into kind of his health a little bit a couple months down the road and just broke down we're you know 80 pounds over it's it's just it's it's hitting his family it's hitting his job and he you know ex-hockey player from back in the day and literally we started on a regiment regarding just working out, eating right, and you know, but there had to be a good reason why. And his daughter is four years old, and I'm like, listen, here's the deal. You know, you are the breadwinner. We need, I, I'm 50 years old. I mean, I try to get at least 30 to 40 minutes a day of working out because we are the respons responsible t team here. I mean, we're the, we're the go-to most of the time in the household, and we need to stay you know, on that regiment, if, it, if it's, you know, eating, if it's working out, whatever it may look like. To this day, I think he's down probably 40 plus pounds and he's just rocking it. I mean, just, you know, the laziness is gone. He's, he's getting time with his daughter, his time with his family, you know, job increases, money increases, raises. I mean, it's just rocking. So most of the time it's finding that wall or what's holding them back to the man they, they could be that game changer. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, you know, sometimes it's a relationship issue where going back to our, our previous uh, conversation, you know, they don't have the relationship with their kids. Maybe their kids are in their 20s and 30s now and have their own families. Well, what does that look like? Are you willing to make that first phone call? Are you willing to, you know, have that first cup of coffee to get to know the family, to get to know your son again? Because 
you know, corporate life took you away for so many years. So there, there's a lot. Everybody's different. I, I, I would love to say, hey, man, you know, everybody, we just follow this regiment, but everybody brings something different. But there's always a couple roadblocks. If we can figure out what they are, get some action plan going for them, we can rock it. Yeah, you said quite a bit there, and I 100% agree with you. I, too, only work with men, and I have my personal reasons for that. I used to do personal training, fitness training, and um, the groups of women, the groups were 90% women. Every once in a while, I get a guy in there. But even in the Facebook groups that I see and stuff like that, women do engage much quicker than men. But, men, I'm telling you guys, you know, if you look at anybody who's of any great significance in the world not just success but any great level of significance they are all a part of men's groups they are all a part of mentorship groups and I'm talking healthy groups I'm not talking about destructive type of groups that are out there because there are plenty of those as well and I just find it everything that you just said Ray 100% agree and it's just so important for men to be in these groups and have these conversations. And you're right. When people started approaching me and asking me to coach them in living a life of abundance or helping them with this and that, I started thinking about my initial thought process was to develop a program, something that's kind of a step-by-step. -step. But as I was doing it, I realized that the guys I was communicating with, this one wouldn't work with this one. This one wouldn't work with that one. There's no set. This is what you do. We just have to sit down and have the conversations, and I find that it's best done in these mastermind groups. So I commend you again for, for setting those up and doing that and providing that avenue for men to really just release themselves and help other guys pinpoint what their issues are and then do what they can to help them with that. Absolutely. I, I totally agree 100%. And, you know, my biggest call to action, especially for myself, I don't want to be the guy that's 80, 90 years old on my deathbed, you know, looking back and I hear it all the time, whether it's guys in the group talking to their fathers, you know, hey, I had an opportunity to do this. I passed. I should have invested here. I should have did this. I don't want to be that regret guy. I want to look back on my crazy, insane, <laughs> blessed life and going, yeah, it was nutty at times. But man, I mean, that's what the life's all about. It's just not going, I, I call it the lazy river scenario. You go to a lazy river, you jump in a tube. I cannot stink and stand that. If I'm going to play hockey, I want to play with 20-year-olds, okay? I don't want to play with guys. My, I just, it's, it's, it's horrible. But the lazy river, you just get in a tube. I want to grab my kids and go up the opposite way go upstream you know whether you're flipping people over and you know the the uh the security guards or the the lifeguards are just getting mad at you but man that's what life is all about because you're gonna you know like i said you're gonna have that talk to yourself when you're 80 90 years old and you're gonna look back and you're gonna smile if you decide to take the crazy road upstream upstream and not follow everybody going down excellent yeah get out of that stagnant water and go make some waves in your life. That's where the fun is at. Amen. Wonderful. So we're going to pay it forward. You ready to do that, Ray? Absolutely. All right. Hey, guys, listen. As I get a little bit older, I'm 48 now. I'm noticing that more and more of my peers, my high school friends, my Army buddies, a lot of these guys are just in terrible, terrible shape. And I'm, I got to admit, I'm not in the best shape of my life right now because I've got some ailments of my own but I'm still living a healthy life. 
And I attribute that to just constantly moving and eating about 70, maybe 80% healthy, closer to 70% healthy. And the biggest thing that I attribute that to is this dense nutrition shake that I've been drinking for well over seven years. And my wife and I both have been drinking this stuff. It greatly improved my cholesterol many years ago. It has improved my joint health. It has improved my esophageal reflux. It improved her diabetes. Look, I just can't say enough about Shakeology ever since I first discovered it. You can learn more about my story with this stuff and why I drink it at menofabundance.com forward slash shake. And listen... By purchasing your bag of Shakeology, it seems a little bit expensive at first, but when you consider that it's one meal a day that you're paying for, if you were to pay for one meal a day, add that up, and I guarantee you it's going to be more than the cost of a bag of Shakeology, and there's a money-back guarantee, a 30-day bottom-of-the-bag money-back guarantee. But here's the thing. When you purchase from that link... It does. I do get a kickback here at Men of Abundance, and that's extremely important because at this point, as far as my wife is concerned, this Men of Abundance podcast is nothing more than a hobby and an and an expensive hobby at that. To me, it's nothing. It's not a hobby. It is me sharing these amazing conversations with you, and I know you're getting value out of it. So I want to add more value to your life, to you and your family, by introducing you to Shakeology and getting a little bit of kickback so that I can help keep the mic on over here at Men of Abundance so I can introduce you to even more amazing men, select women, and even a few couples. Give Shakeology a try for just 30 days, and if you're like me, many years ago, I totally expected to get my money back on the 28th day. I just could not bring it upon myself because I felt so freaking amazing. My cholesterol was greatly improved. So many other things changed in my health and my lifestyle. I just couldn't return the empty bag. And I here I am over seven years later still drinking it. Give it a try. Go to menofabundance.com forward slash shake. And as an added bonus, once I see that you've ordered your bag of Shakeology or just shoot me an email to let me know that you did and I will set up for you a personalized meal plan just for you. We're just going to have to get on the phone for a minute. All right, now back to the conversation. So give our abundant leaders one to three actionable steps that they can take today. Action steps. Number one, write something down. If there's something in your head, in your heart that you haven't acted on or you've been thinking about, put it on paper. Because if it's not on paper, most of the time, we well, you and I know this, mm -hmm. it's not going to happen. And the simplest thing I talk to my mastermind groups around is putting it on paper, whether it's a to-do to -do list, whether it's a business idea, put it on paper, keep it in a book. If you want to get technology savvy, you can, you can download an app for it, but put it on paper. Because all of a sudden it's going to be in your head, then all of a sudden some craziness is going to happen in your life with the wife or the kids or the job, and it all of a sudden get pushed to the back. But you got to keep whatever the dreams, the goals, the you know the things for your family. You need to write them on paper, and take action now. All right, I'm 50, Wally. I'm, you're probably right around my age. I'm thinking, mm -hmm. I am losing too many friends from either cancer, heart attacks. Divorce, I, it's driving me stinking crazy because there was no action. When it comes to a relationship, if things are messed up, you need to counsel. You need to get out there. You need to 
like you just said earlier, get in with a group, a positive group of men that are going to point you in the right direction. Don't let it go, let it go, and all of a sudden you end up in nowhere's land and we're and we're lost. You know, and like I said, with cancer, with a friend of mine dying, it it drives me crazy. You you want to set your family up. You want to take action now for your family if you're not going to take it for yourself. Absolutely agree. Great action steps. I truly appreciate that. What daily habits make the biggest impact in your life? Yeah, you know, maybe I'm old school. To-do list. If you don't put a to-do list together in the morning, I do start out with my, you know, with my uh, Bible readings, just kind of getting in the Word, just like, you know, letting God kind of sink into my heart to see where He's going to direct my day. Right after that, it's a to-do list. Because if you don't put that list down or you don't have some kind of navigational tool on paper, life is going to happen. <laughs> You're going to wake up 30 years down the road going, how did I wake up here? <laughs> exactly. What are you reading or listening to now that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Let's see. Right now, uh, we, uh, we've actually sharing this with our, uh, with our mastermind groups. It is a book called Grit, G-R-I-T, mm-hmm. by Angela Duxworth. Unbelievable. Talk about, and you're a military guy, talk about a book that's going to figure out what your grit level is. In other words, how tough you are how to increase your grit level, how to get some grit in your life. Fantastic, fantastic book. Highly recommend it. I've heard that one a couple times before. And of course, we'll have that linked up and everything else we talk about here in the show notes at menofabundance.com. Just search Ray. Episode will pop right up complete with timestamps. So you can go click on the timestamp. It'll time travel you directly to whatever point of the show that you want to listen to so you don't have to go through all the other stuff. But you know what? I even listen to my own shows a couple of times. I love listening to podcasts, and I go back and listen to whole shows quite often. So, Ray, what do you think holds most people back from living a true life of abundance? I would imagine it's the fear of the unknown. It's normally the fear of the unknown comes from the folks you're hanging around with. Robert Kiyosaki, there are several authors that talk about this. You know, you are who you hang around with. Whether you believe that or not, I've got folks that I work with that says there is no way. And then five, six months down the road, we can point in that direction because people will lift you up or they're going to hold you back. And I remember my first company at 17, 18 years old, my mom said, hey, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. It's going to be hard, but you can do it. I went to my three closest friends at the time. Literally, they laughed. All three of them said, you're going to be a landscaper. You're going to be cutting my grass. Literally, my neighbor, who I was really good friends with, literally like threw $10 at me and said, here you go, dude. Cut my grass. That's a joke and walked in the house. So think about who you hang around with. That's a huge, like you just talked about podcasts. I mean, you have this free, awesome resources of podcasts out there. Got to watch what you listen to with podcasts mm-hmm. too, but it's out there. You need to change your friends. Don't get me wrong. I got friends that I love, that I pray for every day, that I'm just, fig- I'm just, I'm praying that God's working in their lives in a positive way. But man, guys like yourself having this conversation today, I mean, I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah. I'll, every time I have these conversations, I'm just so pumped up. And the fact is you are in fact 
the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And that's rather, rather you spend it with in, in person. You spend it with them on a podcast while you're driving back and forth to work. You spend the time with them by reading their books. Whatever it is, that's spending time with those positive people that are they're really too, and you do need the live people. You need those live people like we were talking about in the groups. You need those people that are going to hold you accountable, call you out when you need to be called out, and tell you stop that or you need to do more of this type of thing and just really hold you accountable. You absolutely need that in your life. Absolutely. So, so what does living a life of abundance mean to you, Ray? I think living a life of abundance is number one, loving your family through everything, whether the financial blessings are there or they're not. Understanding you have responsibilities, you have a family. I'm a big fan of serving. So when you, especially if you're the man of the, the house, when you start serving, whether it's through community service, whether it's through church, uh, I'm, a, I'm a children's minister here for uh, elementary, on Sunday mornings, when you start rolling those wheels, your kids get that. I mean, I have a 10-year-old girl that, that literally like will go in the, the, the kids' rooms, you know, the two and three-year-olds, and just sit there for hours and take care of that. But you need to lay down that, those guidelines of just serving and having that servant heart. Because here's the deal. If we're in it for ourselves, you know, we, we men have enough selfish junk in us already. When you go out and just love other people and serve other people, man, it I'm telling you, it makes it so much easier on all the garbage that's inside. When you focus on others, man, that that's the I mean, that's that's the best thing you can give someone out there. That's the best thing you can give someone and give yourself because it, it truly does come back tenfold. Absolutely. So we're going to close this up, and before we do, I'd like for you to share with us, what did we not talk about that you would like for Men of Abundance to get out of our conversation? Uh, let's see. I guess the biggest thing, and, and we just talked about, is just you know taking that action step, whether it be a mastermind, whether it's personal coaching with yourself, finding a group, you know, finding a new some new friendships. I'm a big fan of just saying hello to people in, in, in everyday life. You never know who you have an opportunity to shake hands with or meet at the gas station. I've met some fantastic people literally walking on the beach of Fernandina over the last two years that just talk about being great mentors and great friends. I mean, we have all these opportunities, but you know, most of us are so, start so worried about ourselves. We have to have our head down. We're not even looking forward. You know, we need to keep our eyes in the game, keep our eyes ahead of us, and just look for opportunities to move ourselves on and move our families on. Excellent, excellent. So share with us any other way that we can reach you other than uh, your website or anything else that you have coming up. I know we're definitely going to have GameChangingDads.com linked up in the show notes, but if there's any other way that our guys can get a hold of you if they care to do so, how can they do that? Uh, you can check us out. We're uh, we're on, or I should say, I'm on Facebook. You can look me under uh, Ray Matz, M-A-T-Z, or Raymond, R-A-Y-M-O-N-D, uh, Matz. And like you said, Game Changing Dads, we have the podcast. We have all the information from the masterminds and all the coaching packages. Excellent. Outstanding. We'll have all of that linked up in the show notes, guys. You don't have to write any of that down right now. I know you're driving or working out or doing your thing. Truly, truly appreciate you all listening. And Ray, I appreciate your time and the wisdom you shared with our abundant leaders today.
Wally, thank you so much. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Aloha. All right, guys, listen, we talk about it all the time. Many of you are so resistant to getting into mastermind groups or even considering getting into a group of guys. Look, many of us over the years, we do everything from going to the bar, hanging out with the guys, getting together, watching a game, having some drinks, going to a strip club, doing all these type of things that are in the most part, destructive for our lifestyle, destructive for our families, and they don't get us anywhere that we want to be. Why don't you just make a little bit of a shift and get with a group of other like-minded individuals who are wanting to progress in life, improve their family, have a better relationship with their spouse, have better relationships with their kids, have better experiences at work and your job, Be able to lead your employees better or be a better follower if you're an employee and so much more. There are so many reasons to get into a mastermind group and find a group of guys that you resonate with, whether they're bearded men, former military, wannabe military, whatever the case may be, entrepreneurs, current entrepreneurs, seasoned entrepreneurs, there are thou- there are so many different groups to get into. Not of all of them are just men's groups. I do focus on just men's groups for my own personal reasons, but there are many different types of mentorship groups, mastermind groups that you can be a part of. And I suggest you explore, get into certain groups, see what the dynamics are like, If it's not what you dig, if it's not who you are, if you can't resonate with it, then go move on. Take a little bit from that group and move on and and find a group that is good for you. Many of these groups are many of these groups are at church. Some of them are not. I personally like the ones that are like the ones that Ray was talking about today, like his group or Aaron Walker's group or even the group that I'm building on Facebook myself. I have a free group that I'm building, and I have a paid group that I'm getting ready to start building. So it's all about what you want and what your goals are in life and who you can resonate with, but it is extremely important. Now, go out and live your life of abundance, and guys, make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.